<laughs> okay, so just watch the, I just watched Mandalorian. Yeah, I watched it twice. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again as soon as we're done. Yeah, because there's oh a my lot. God. There, there's oh a lot of God. shit in one episode. There's a lot. Oh my god! I really appreciate that they did not make us wait to see her. She's just the first fucking thing. That was see. That was the thing. I was warning people. I'm like, it's called the Jedi. I know Ahsoka is supposed to make her debuts theoretically in this one, but I. It wouldn't surprise me if they just waited to the very end and they did a shot with like her watching the ship fly away after Mando couldn't find her. <laughs> but no, we're going to go ahead and fucking, not only is she going to come out, white lightsaber's blazing. She's right. fucking scary as shit. <laughs> She's terrifying. She's like a horror movie monster. Yeah. She, uh, she takes after her master in more ways than I think she realizes. Yeah, that comes up. That can <laughs> I am not fucking training this one that has an attachment no. to somebody. Fuck no. Not again. No. Nope. I'm going to do what the Jedi Council should have done in the first fucking place. Yep. And say, no. No, we're not going to do this. I'm not, I'm not training the next genocidal maniac. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, let's not dick around. Let's just get straight into it. Wow. You just yeah? want to get, get deep into Star Wars. <laughs> In a Star Wars it... podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no, fuck the foreplay. Let's do this, okay? Uh, so, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man talk about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. And, uh... I just, oh, sorry, I just watched the Mandalorian uh, episode, The Jedi, and I'm still a little breathless about it. Chris, what have you got going on? Uh, me too. I just watched the episode <laughs> twice. <laughs> hey, we gotta, we gotta focus and recalibrate and bring it back in. Rewind the clock a bit and take it back to, oh my god, okay, back to Clone Wars. Back We're to Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Clone By Wars. the way, uh, I'm Chris, I'm the gay guy, and oh, the hey. show is about to begin. <laughs> i'm catching on to your shtick now and i love it i know um it is a stick the mission statement of this podcast is that we are watching uh the entire star wars visual media library as best we can uh, while new shit is still being made in chronological order uh so that means that we are now finally starting to get into the clone wars animated series and so last time we talked about Again, chronologically, season two, episode 16, which is the very first moment in animated Clone Wars stuff. Uh, according to StarWars.com, they unfucked the airing order and, and reordered the episodes for us. So today we're talking about the next episode, which is season one, episode 16, The Hidden Enemy. And if you think that's awkward, it is. <laughs> it super is. But having started watching it, I can see why it actually makes more sense this way but let's um i would like to read the jedi fortune cookie from the top of the episode are you ready yeah it made me laugh when i when i read it okay <laughs> truth enlightens the mind but won't always bring happiness to your heart anakin <laughs> cody rex like have, oh, yeah. have some truth it sucks that's a jagged little pill isn't it Hey, guess what? Your heart, your heart's gonna, your heart's gonna break in two. Yay! Every, everybody's heart's gonna break. Everybody in this episode, heartbroken. Have fun yeah. with that. But 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 later, you know. But uh, yeah. Um, did you want to do the announcer bit? Sure, sure. Please, sure. please, please. Yay! <clears throat> A planet under siege. Separatist <laughs> forces mercilessly batter the beautiful and elegant world of Christophus. <laughs> Unable to defend themselves any longer, the people of Christophus call upon the Jedi for assistance. Hoping to save lives and prevent further destruction, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker plan a daring ambush which can turn the tide in the fight for this crucial star system. Bop, 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 and bop. where are Bail Organa's cheekbones to be found? Nowhere! Because <laughs> Nowhere! When, <laughs> because when shit gets hot, he leaves the system. <laughs> He's just a senator. Don't get, don't shit on Bail Organa. He left town real quick, didn't he? He's fucking, he's, he's like He's mostly unarmed. 
You know, uh, Alderaan not famed for their uh, heavily armed senators. Sorry. I don't blame him for bouncing. He's too pretty for this. I'm watching, Re- could- I'm, I'm watching Revenge of the Sith for the first oh. time. And there's this like really heartbreaking moment. For the where- first time? For the first time? I'm telling let me tell you a story. Let's go back. Oh, okay. Let's go back oh, to the okay. first time I saw it. Okay. Right? Yeah, In sorry. the Wayback Machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a Wayne's World joke, kids. I'm Touch all up. oh my god, Anakin just murdered a fuck ton of younglings, a Jedi are under siege, I am heartbroken, and Bail Organa comes flying in. And I'm yes. like, yes, Jimmy Snitz, save at least one Jedi. And there, <laughs> there's a, that kid that comes out with the lightsaber fighting all the stormtroopers. Yes. And Bail Organa leaves. He's like, oh, a child just got murdered. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a force-wielding child way more powerful than me. I'm out. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> but this is why Alderaan gets blown up. So... That's why That's why it had karma coming because of Jimmy Smith's. How many fucking times are you going to leave? This actually, uh, I, I've watched a few other Clone Wars episodes in between uh, this one and that one. And oh it's a recurring God. theme. I'm going to start, I'm going to debut two new counters uh, <laughs> on this episode. And the first one is, when does Bill Organa get the fuck out counter? <laughs> He's in between episodes. He bounced. He's done. He's like, yeah. I dropped off my supplies and I am Yeah, gone. so... So for him, we're at one. Yeah. Okay. So um, just a quick, a quick like elevator pitch recap of this episode, because I don't want to, I've got other shit I want to get into. I don't want to get into like the blow by blow of this episode, unless you do. No, that's not good. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, the Jedi set up an ambush, but oops, it doesn't work because the Separatists already knew all of their intel. And then, oh my God, that means that they've got a spy in their midst. And then uh, investigation breaks out. The clones are like, we have to find the spy in our midst. They find the spy. It's one of their own. Heartbreak, disappointment, lightsaber battle happens on the side. It's a grand old time. Boom. Uh, We have found the spy. We've, We've routed the Separatist trap. And now we're still stuck on the planet with uh, about 10,000 battle droids on their way to come kick our asses. Boom, that's end good, of episode. That, that's a good synopsis. There you go. Um, so, yeah, we we start with that ambush. And uh, I just want to... Anakin fucking Skywalker. <laughs> Chris, let me, let me present to you a hypothetical. Oh. If you and I were in neighboring skyscrapers... You're on the 50th floor of yours. I'm on the 50th floor of mine. And you see that I'm getting my ass handed to me. Like you can see across the street, 50 floors up right across the way. uh, I'm being attacked. How would you come to help me? I feel like this is a trick question. I don't know how to answer it. (laughs) I... I actually would have done what Anakin did, which is, <laughs> which is, hey, let's let's uh, let's go between the buildings by shooting some kind of a rope between them. Yeah, it just straight up sets yeah. up a zip line. Yeah, in between the two buildings, right across the the battle droid forces, dudes die trying to zip line in between these buildings. By sure. the way, they fucking die. You just fell fifty floors. You're dead. I understand your armor's great, but it's not that fucking great. Uh, but yeah, just. We're not going to get in the elevator and doop a doop a doop down and across the street and then get in the elevator and doop a doop a doop up. That's going to take too long. If you're Anakin Skywalker, what do you do? You fly across the space. This fucking I, guy. I actually I'm surprised he didn't it, like backflip. I actually need to take it a step back from even that moment. Hmm. In like the first or second frame of the episode when the narrator is <laughs> oh. talking. There is a shot of one of these large skyscrapers that they're hanging out in being pushed over or blown over or destroyed and is falling over, right? Uh-huh. So why would I <laughs> Why would I be in a skyscraper waiting for a bunch of fucking droids when it can get knocked over? Why? When there are these giant spider droids, like fucking building-sized spider droids that are just like Godzilla-ing it up across the city of Chris of Christophsis. <laughs> yeah, why would you? Why would you be in a building? Because you think you have a very clever ambush set up. But oops, you've uh, you have been betrayed. Um, so, which is actually uh, my favorite line in the episode. Uh, which one? Uh, where 
Ventress because the 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 Jedi get lured away by uh, Ventress. They totally know it's a trap. They're going into it. They're like they want us to get to the Separatist headquarters, which means this is a trap. I imagine it is. Well, that's unfortunate for them, says Anakin. With his Vader face on. <laughs> Why would you lure these two into a trap? You're all going to die. Uh, but they end up fighting Ventress in the first lightsaber battle that we see, by the way, in Clone Wars. In chronological order. Right? In chronological order, this is the first time anybody's pulled out a lightsaber. Uh, but uh, Ventress, in taunting, in this rapport, this sort of hate-flirty rapport that she's got going on with Aunt, with Obi-Wan. So creepy. Uh, I love it. Uh, Ventress goes, Poor Obi-Wan. You've been betrayed. And it's just perfect. Just perfect. I love her. Uh, that voice actress is Nikki Futterman, which is a fun name to say. Futterman. What, what, how do you pronounce it again? Futterman. Okay. Uh, I know. <laughs> but Nikki Futterman, voice actress for Asajj Ventress, just fucking killing it. Just killing it. Love it. So they know Asajj Ventress by now already. They do. Now, we know because of the partial canon acceptance of the Gendi Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars series that Anakin damn well knows Ventress. He thought he killed her mm-hmm. back on Yavin. Dropped that bitch in a canyon, but mm, didn't work. <laughs> Just didn't take. But more obviously, Obi-Wan and Ventress know each other. Yeah, right? yeah, and that, that, that part threw me off. I'm like, when did they meet? <laughs> right, so uh, I paused the show and Googled it. Because <laughs> I had to know. I had to know. Because uh, I, I asked my live-in Star Wars expert, my husband Lucas, if he knew, and he had no idea. So to yeah. the Google machine we go. Turns out, in the comics, there was an incident, a bit of unpleasantness, as you will, uh, called the Battle of Jabim. That is where Obi-Wan and Ventress met before. Basically, there was a civil war going on on the planet of Jabim, and there were Republic loyalists versus Separatist loyalists. And so both the Republic and the Separatists pitched in on that fight. And the Separatists fucking won. They just fucking won. Ventress was in partial command of the Separatist forces, and she managed to kidnap Obi-Wan and a clone trooper named Alpha. And they, they bounced off. So that's where their... Hmm. acquaintance with each other comes from um obi-wan was presumed killed in the battle because it came down to like anakin got left alone padawan at the time with the stupid hair got left alone in command of a bunch of padawans and a bunch of clone troopers and almost fucking everybody got killed anakin would have died too except chancellor palpatine uh because he's a sith lord saw this coming and ordered anakin to evacuate uh to get the fuck out and so anakin Hmm. goes to do the evacuation but he's only got so many ships and he can either fit clone troopers on these ships or he can fit the the Jabimi citizens who were Republic loyalists on the ship. He can't do both. So guess who he picked? The clones? Yes, because Anakin has attachment issues. And so he's loading clones on and there's a riot going on because of all the citizens who are on the ground. And they're like, no, you have to take us with you. And he's like, you need to back off. I'm taking my men and going. He starts force choking people in the crowd (gasps) to get them to back off. Loads all of his clone troopers. His master's gone. All of his biggest Padawan dark side moments happen when when Obi-Wan's not fucking there. Anyway, he loads all the clone troopers onto the, the transports, force choking Jabimi people left and right, and he leaves them with four little words. This is your war now. You dick. That might be five words. Doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, but that that is what what that's how that's how they know Ventress. That's how Obi-Wan knows Ventress from before. Is is the Battle of Jabim. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was ugly. Uh, clearly, it is implied uh, Obi-Wan and Ventress had some alone time. Ventress. And here I thought this mission would be unpleasant. The pleasure's all mine, my dear Obi-Wan. I've missed you. Um, I don't think it's implied that they had any sexy alone time. That's some fanfic that somebody's going to write. Not me. I don't ship it. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but they, gonna, they got to know each other. I'm going to say it out loud so somebody gets on that shit because I ain't doing it. I'll read it, but I ain't going to write it. <laughs> Girl, go to AO3 right now. I guarantee you it exists. Uh, no, I, I have stuff I need to do today. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I have better things to do than wank it to fucking Obi-Wan Ventress fanfic. <laughs> wank it to? Okay. <laughs> wank it. You gotta wank it. Anyway, uh... 
so yeah, that was that's how those two knew each other. Do you have any favorite moments oh, or noteworthy my. things or anything like that? I have. I, I, this is a really great self-contained episode. I, I, there again, it's a lot of moments I really really love. I do have to. I do have to announce. So my second counter, Uh-oh. the Obi Wan is an asshole counter. Okay, girl, you are going to top that out real fast. You're going to break yeah. the counter. Yeah, because if I include the previous stuff we've already talked about, we're already at like 300 or something, you know? Because, this, look, I this love dude. my Jedi boyfriend, but he's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> he's such what a dick. did he do? What did he do to earn your attention in this episode? Okay, well, first of all, uh, the whole I think we're being watched or we have a lot more people watching us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are on their speeders going towards the trap, essentially. So all you have to do when that happens is stop moving, turn around, go up to the closest droid who's watching you and is like, Hey, Roger, Roger. I'm sensing you and your friends watching me. Why is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, but no was... instead, instead I'm going to go ahead and make, make, a, make a sarcastic statement and keep proceeding, keep moving forward. Yeah, that, that is the mission statement of Obi-Wan Kenobi's life. I'm going to make a sarcastic statement and keep moving forward. But That's it. Tattoo that shit on his chest. Not helpful. Not helpful Let me tattoo all. it on his chest. It'd yeah. be great. So there, <laughs> uh, besides that, that and the Ventress scene, which we're going to have to talk about it at a much longer length in a moment, but the scene where the clones are trying to break into the tactical droid's brain and the droid's yeah. all, I'll give you a piece of information. I'm going to melt my brain down. Now you can't get any more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're in they're in that room and they're talking and Obi Wan's like we're gonna ha- we have to go on this mission now. Do not tell anyone it's a secret. And then they leave the room, right? Mm-hmm. A second later, I think it was Rex that looks over and sees that the communicator was still on. Yeah. Okay. Go out the door. Obi Wan and Anakin and Anakin are probably still at the hall end of the hall because they just left. Mm-hmm. and be like hey can you stay because the communicator is left on and you two are jedi you can force us all this out okay right i mean i get where you're coming from however <laughs> however the point of, that's not the point of the episode <laughs> am i being too logical right now? yeah you yeah. are okay because the plot demanded that the clones be left to their own devices because this is the episode where we see how the clones interact amongst themselves when their jedi are not around and we see that these are not droids when the when the droids commanders are not around they just do droid stuff they just kind of like they do whatever their programming says to or they shut down when the clones commanders are not around they're still men mm-hmm. they're still people and so they have thoughts, they have feelings, they have motivations. Um, and so, and we see that the clones see each other as people. They see each other as brothers. As this brothers, is the first yeah. time we hear that. Yeah. We've got a big problem. Yeah. The only people in here are brothers. That they are a family. They are brothers. So if we could go ahead and stop with all the clone on clone slash fic out there. Because that's fucking incest, knock it off. That'd be great. Um. Look, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum, but they are not only... <laughs> what? Yuck, yuck anybody's yum, okay. Yes, there's so much slash fanfiction out there about Rex pounding Cody, about uh, fives and echo and kicks, getting it on in a threesome. And like, we have established that I have vivid clone fantasies, but not about them banging each other. That's gross. That's In my opinion, that's gross. Again, you do you, boo, but they are not only brothers, they're like identical twin brothers. Uh-huh. They, they're the same. They're, it's not. No, stop it. Objection. No, I wasn't going to object. I was just going to ask, uh, what are the websites that he's fanfic so I could avoid them? <laughs> <laughs> AO3. Archive of our own. That's the uh, main hub of all fanfiction on the internet. Got it. Got it. There and, you go. And, there you go. And, and thank you, some people, for being so gross, because that sounds delightful <laughs> to me. But anyway. <laughs> I digress. I'm not. I, I, just, I just can't get past. And it's not. Maybe the taboo is what makes it even hotter but i can't get i personally for me i can't get past it they consider each other brothers right but if there's some obi-wan rex fanfic 
not Rex, Obi-Wan Cody fanfic that anybody wants to send me. Um, we're at, we're at Dark Side Divas on all social media platforms. Just just link that up to me. That'd be great. I didn't expect us to be talking about clone on clone sex today, but here we are. <laughs> How did you not expect that? How did you not go into it knowing that this is a podcast about clone on clone action? <laughs> we're discouraging it. Clones should not be with clones. <laughs> it's against this the is, Jedi. It's weird. Jedi it's weird. Order it's weird. Stop it. Um, so I guess we're talking about the clones now. <laughs> so well, um, yeah. So I I have to admit, it took me a really long time the first time I watched Clone Wars to keep track of all of the different clones, even though they were right. It was just really, really hard, girl. Uh, well, so, they they do the best they can to differentiate them visually. Yeah. Because the the clones are pretty motivated to 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 find some way. And I guess that makes sense. When every face that you see is your face, you got to find some way to make your face your own. You and know? it does get they do differentiate more and more the deeper the the war mm-hmm. happens, right? So that helps too. Yeah. So I'm I'm really going into this uh for the first time being able to differ, differentiate them at the outset. Mm-hmm. And the the first thing I really noticed was just the difference in how the voice actor did uh, Rex and Cody. Right. Shout out to D. Bradley Baker, by I mean, the way. He's seriously. talking to himself for this whole episode. Yeah. You don't have to say anything till the Jedi come back and talk to you. Maybe you should talk, sir. Tell him where you went. I was at the south exit, remember? I saw you go in, sir. I saw you. Chopper, I have been patient. Everyone else turned right. Toward the barracks and the mess, you turn left toward the command center. Where were you going, sir? Obviously, the kid feels cornered. Sergeant, what did you mean till the Jedi come back? How did you know the Jedi were gone? I really wish you hadn't noticed that, sir. And he's like, we've got Rex, Cody, Slick, Jester, Punch, Sketch, Gus, and Chopper. Chopper. Chopper is—he's the weirdo with the with the the droid finger knuckle trophies. <laughs> he's that yep. fucking guy, the one who clearly took a bad head injury and is maybe a little weird now. And the Jedi should probably circle back with him and, and make sure he's okay. But that's seven different clone characters that have a lot of conversations with each other. Way to go, D. Bradley Baker. I mean, props. Fun fact: uh, D. Bradley Baker is also the voice of Klaus, the fish from American Dad. Really. And he's also the voice of both of the frog people in The Mandalorian. Aww. I know! Aww. <laughs> I love him. I can't, I can't do it right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're terrible. D. Bradley Baker did it better. We should stop. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you were saying, yeah, he does a really great job differentiating their characters just vocally. Yeah, and that's that was one of my favorite things of this whole episode. And it wasn't just mm-hmm. those two. Like Slick was very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love that part. I love that dynamic. It was fucking great. Um, so this episode uh, is the first time that we really meet Rex mm-hmm. chronologically. He was not in the last episode. Uh, Cody was in the last episode, but he was just the guy standing next to Obi Wan making his phone calls for him. So I <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know about you. I had to do some, because I, I, of who I am as a person, I had to do some deep dives into uh, Rex and Cody oh. as individuals, just to get some basic information on them. Would you like to hear it? Please, because I only know them from Clone Wars and Rebels. Right. So uh, Captain Rex, by the way, can we just state now, blanket statement over all of these things, that military rank doesn't actually mean a whole fuck of a lot in Star Wars? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Rex and Cody are the same rank, but Rex is a captain. Cody's a commander. I don't yeah. fucking understand it. Anyway, I don't either. Yeah, it's just, whatever. Uh, so Captain Rex, a.k.a. CC7567, is, which is his clone name. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's his serial number. Uh, he's the commanding officer of the 501st Torrent Company, which is the battle battalion under the command of Jedi General Anakin Skywalker. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex is the 501st marks their armor with blue so that you can tell at a glance that you're dealing with the 501st. Rex's helmet in particular, he has painted the, the Jag eyes on it, the Shriekhawk eyes. Um, turns out that is a symbol that is actually, uh, it's a Mandalorian symbol. It's basically a badge of bravery, and it was awarded to him by the Mandalorians who trained the clone troopers on Kamino. Wait, there was more than one? Yeah. I mean, Jango was involved, but uh, and he, but he wasn't a Mandalorian. He's just a dude in Mandalorian armor. Mm. Actual Mandalorians were apparently involved in the training of the first generation clones. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Right? Uh, Rex, you can tell him apart visually, aside from just the Shriek eyes, Shriekhawk eyes on his helmet. When he's got his helmet off, he's the one with the blonde buzz cut. So that's cute. And he's got a little bit of a scar on his chin, which is important, not because I'm a total simp for Rex, but because the scar on his chin and his personality are apparently uh, deliberately modeled after Han Solo, Mm -hmm. which we will see evolve over time. Okay. There you go. Commander Cody, a.k.a. CC2224, is the commanding officer of the 212th Attack Battalion under the command of Jedi General Obi-Wan Kenobi. These two groups together, they they are they are often deployed t- concurrently. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just because their Jedi are uh, buddies, but because they work well together. And because these two uh, battalions together constitute the largest battle force uh, in the Grand Army of the Republic. Hmm. They're I'm, just fucking huge. There's I'm learning thousands. all new shit today, y'all. Wow. I know. I... I Google is amazing. What's up, Wikipedia? Um, <laughs> Commander Cody marks uh, his armor with the yellow, which is the the color of the 212th. And I've noticed over time, he adds more and more. So they, they all do. They customize their armor uh, mm-hmm. as they go along. And I will. I did a deep dive into armor. And if we want to geek out about the clone armor, we can geek out about the clone armor, but I'll get to it. Um, anyway, uh, Cody customizes his armor. You know, Rex has got his shoulder thing and his little skirt. Cody adds, <laughs> Cody has a little extra antenna on his shoulder in this episode. Uh, over the course of the series, he adds more and more antennas because his calm equipment on his armor just gets more and more sophisticated. And mm-hmm. that's because he's essentially Obi-Wan Kenobi's secretary. <laughs> Obi-Wan uses him to make all the phone calls. He is coordinating. And, and I think this reflects their general's. Because, like, Anakin is going to go into the fight more. And so Rex has more combat armor on, whereas Obi-Wan is going to sit back and coordinate more. So Cody has calm equipment all over his armor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, without his helmet on, he's got the standard clone high fade haircut. And but he's got a scar on the side of his face. So that's how you can tell him apart. Um, And I just I just love them. I love these two. They're they're they're, just, mm. they're definitely some of my favorite Clone Wars characters overall, not just clones. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what else the term five hundred first means in Star Wars Galaxy lore? No, tell me. Well, in the Imperial era, the five hundred first Legion is mm-hmm. also known as the v- Vader's Fist. Mm. So that goes back to Vader, aka Anakin's attachment issues, because because he keeps still- his group. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. And fucked up. Even, even after the clones got decommissioned, he still called them the 501st? The 501st Legion, also known as Vader's Fist. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so fucking tragic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Do you want to know about clone trooper armor? I do. I'm sure our listeners do, too. <laughs> I hope they do, because they're going to hear it. Because they're going to talk about it right now. <laughs> okay, so the first set of clone troopers that you see, like at the Battle of Geonosis, that is, they're all wearing Phase One clone trooper armor, um, which is basically it is it's very form fitting plastoid plates that are attached mm-hmm. to a black bodysuit. Uh, each set of armor has built-in comms and life support that can provide temporary protection in the vacuum of space, so that's handy. Um, the pros of this armor is that they are good against impact and pressure and heat and like vapors so you can't gas these guys out because they got their their armor on the con is it's vulnerable to direct laser blast hits and um lightsabers uh i don't think they anticipated lightsabers ever being used against somebody wearing this armor so that's why that happened Mm -hmm. 
But apparently uh, the armor, though the clones were comfortable with the armor because they had been trained in it and wearing it since they were hatched from their tanks. Um, I can't say born because they didn't come out of anybody's hoo-ha. They came out of a tank. Um, that's just maybe maybe they're decanted. Is that a better way <laughs> to refer to it? What? <laughs> You, you you have to decant them. You crack them out of their little their their glass and pour it out. Pour it out like wine. Oh my god! Do I have to do I have to brine do I have to brine my Clone War trooper to, before I can get the, set them out? Is that what you're saying? Only if you want them to become art troopers. You have to, you have to infuse them with some flavor. <laughs> anyway, some herbs, uh, some sugar. You know. A lot of salt, don't forget the peppercorns, and oh, a couple yeah. of bay leaves. Anyway, uh, so that phase one armor was apparently not actually very comfortable because Kaminoans didn't really understand uh, human ergonomics. Uh, Jango Fett did consult on a lot of it. That's why it looks very Mandalorian, mm. because Jango Fett was a huge Mandalorian fanboy, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of the Clone Wars, everybody's in phase two armor. Um which was when it was originally rolled out, it's more comfortable. It's, it fits better. And honestly, I think this is how they explain how the animation got better because mm-hmm. the armor fits better. But anyway, it's field tested by the art troopers. They love it. They can customize it. It's great. So they, um, they mass produce it and send it out for all clones. So by the end of the clone wars, everybody's in phase two armor, uh, which is highly customizable. You can turn it into scuba gear. You can, the flame troopers wear a fire resistant version, um, some of the troopers have cold assault gear, shit like that. So phase two armor, super customizable. And I assume the empire, the empire keeps it and keeps keeps evolving it. Actually, no, they mothball the phase two armor by the time that they decommission the clones because the stormtroopers have their own set of armor, which is why later on um, you have Finn explaining how the stormtrooper helmets only filter out smoke. They don't filter out anything else. Because it is just a, a more mass-produced and cheaper version of the even the Phase 1 armor. Fucking Empire. Ah, they had to cut the corner somewhere. It's expensive to rule, to rule the universe. Well, yeah. Uh, phase 1 armor was estimated to be about 2,000 credits a suit. Phase 2 armor is about 3,000 credits a suit. So they're not spending that kind of money on kids they fucking kidnapped and brainwashed. Sure. That's the kind of money you spend when you're trying to armor the clones that you spent bajillion buckets of money trying to get some weirdos on a water planet to make for you. In my opinion. Like, that's when that's when you go for the Ferrari. <laughs> you know? if, if you're just, like, janking around in your 1985 Subaru or whatever, which is what the stormtroopers are, then you just slap a can on its head and call it done. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the empire's got a great regard for life is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah clearly clearly yeah um so but this episode introduces us to the idea of um clones thinking for themselves and having their own thoughts and feelings which i think is really cool well it i think one of the biggest points of criticism my friends have had my friends that haven't really watched all of clone wars mm-hmm. is they don't understand why it's not just more about the Jedi and they focus so much on the clone troopers, but I feel like you need to, I feel like you have to. You have to. Yeah. Because, and the focus on the clone troopers is what turns a a mirror back on the Jedi. Yeah. And you can like through the lens of the clone troopers, uh, the Jedi are, are terrible. Like individually they're doing, they're doing great, you know, trying to, to to treat their clone troopers like humans and like they're actually people and um you know showing compassion but jedi version of compassion which is a really impersonal compassion i feel um but ultimately like these are these are slaves Mm -hmm. these are these are humans who were created for one purpose and you sure are gonna go ahead and take shameless advantage of that purpose for political reasons at this point. This isn't about good versus evil. This is about keeping a group of planets from pulling away from the Galactic Senate. hmm Like, wow, guys. Wow. And that is essentially what why there's a spy. Why there's a, a betrayal at all in this episode is that whole issue. Well, and that exposes a few things. Number one, uh, there is a way to override a lot of the loyalty training that they're forced to do mm-hmm. uh, back when they're in a fucking tube or whatever. 
and then before they get decanted like before wine. they get decanted like a wine and then because <laughs> because real life experiences and trauma is always going to trump any kind of programming you have right right with, yeah. with one major exception obviously but and that's order 66 but that's Yo. different <laughs> but the thing that comes up a lot more in the later clone war episodes is the the how a lot of the clone clones are dreading the end of the clone wars mm-hmm. because what are they going to do then, yeah what do they do get a job what turn merc they don't want to do that yeah some of them are, are keen to retire and open up like a little bakery or something but not everybody and everybody's going to know that they're a clone because they look yeah. like a clone because they all fucking look alike. And yep. like some some planets in the galaxy, not going to have a positive memory of clones. Nope. Yeah, you could face some pretty serious, uh, pretty serious discrimination. Um, so, yeah, we do discover that the spy in their midst is a, a clone. He's a commander of his own little group. Um, I guess he's a sergeant. Again, military uh, rank doesn't actually matter in Star Wars universe. His name is Slick. And... The original design of Slick, like when we meet Slick, he just looks like a clone. He's just got the the dark, the standard dark high fade, no real distinguishing marks on his face, except his eyebrows are kind of red. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the original design for him was for all of his hair to be red. But mm-hmm. they they decided that that made him stand out too much. And they wanted it to be a little more of a mystery and wanted him to blend in a little more. Hmm. So he just looks like a clone with slightly red eyebrows. That's interesting. So there's not a lot of information about Slick. Is he? Does he mm-hmm. just make an appearance in this one episode? Or I don't think we ever see him again. Yeah. Um, because I'm pretty sure he goes to clone jail. Like, I don't even know. What What do you do with a mutinous clone? Is there a clone jail? I don't understand. Like, Rex seems to think so. Because when he's, you know, got him in cuffs by the end of the episode, which, hot, but weird. Um... <laughs> I just came out in this episode about how I don't like clone-on-clone action, but I kind of like it when they put each other in cuffs. Is that weird? Uh, anyway, so we're going to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, might, I, I, might have to cut, I might have to cut my hypocrisy out of the episode. Uh, um, nah, keep it, because the, that's the, the paradox of human sexuality, right? Ew, that's gross. <laughs> I can't stop watching, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look away. I can't look anyway, away. Anyway... Rex seemed to think that uh, that Slick was on his way to some kind of a lockup. So, I guess. We don't really address, like, clone prison. I kind of assumed he would be killed. I kind of assumed that he would be, like, liquidated and his genetic material uh, oh. harvested and they would make more. There would be, like, ten Slicks. But maybe not, because uh, I watched a little featurette about this episode with Dave Filoni. And he calls this this phenomenon because we see it multiple times over the course of the series this phenomenon of the clones rebelling against this whole their whole fate and their servitude to the republic um he calls it going jango oh wow because they, they have a little too much jango fet in them and not enough good soldier because like rex and cody they are soldiers mm-hmm. they are good soldiers through and through but slick slick has a little too much jango in him and jango doesn't was was a dick <laughs> Jango uh, yeah. was a powerful individualist and a dick and so slick got a little too much of that that is so funny and i could totally see that mm-hmm. so did you have any uh any other like favorites i mean the asajj ventress battle was badass it really was it was so much like, fun it, it was good it was fun to watch she's toying with both of them i i was wondering how the fuck how the fuck exactly is this fight going on as long as it is that's anakin skywalker and obi-wan kenobi and they're not they're fighting together and massage yeah. ventress is toying with them yeah so let's uh this is the this is the biggest difference between anakin skywalker and darth vader i'm reading mm-hmm. just for everybody's knowledge i am reading the vader comics right now and so i'm learning mm-hmm. about, i'm learning about all this new stuff about vader Specifically how he likes to work alone, because you don't see that a lot in the Star Wars movies. He's always, right. you know, has attachments, has to worry about a fleet, has to kill some admirals because they're not doing what he's saying. That's really annoying, you know. Right. <laughs> so if Vader were in the situation instead of Anakin, and he stepped into that room and he just saw Asajj Ventress, the first fucking thing he would do is, okay, this is a trap. I'm going to I'm gonna leave because mm-hmm. this is far, it's far too insulting to me to waste my time fighting you. Right. But 
I, I guess you you have to engage. I'm not sure why. I just I I don't understand why the fight went on as long as it did. She's good, but she is she that good? Well, she I fought, guess she is. But she was fighting defensively. If you if you if you watch, she normally is trying to go for the kill. Right. But this whole time, because she her her goal isn't to beat them. She can't. She knows that. Her goal mm-hmm. is to keep them there as long as possible. That's right. Okay. No, that totally makes sense then. Mm-hmm. She she's not trying to win. She's trying to keep them occupied. And the thing is, is they know that, but they played into it because they wanted to catch her. I guess. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's the, that's their pro- the Jedi's problem. They're not going to try mm-hmm. to go for a killing attack. They're going to try to capture her. Well, mm-hmm. let me. Obi-Wan is going to try to capture her. (laughs) Right. Uh, Anakin, you know, he forgets sometimes about the whole capture thing. I feel like Obi-Wan is his Jiminy Cricket in a lot of ways. And then once he picks up Ahsoka, she's his Jiminy Cricket. He doesn't have a conscience of his own, really. Not Not one that the Jedi would approve of. He has his own moral compass and it's calibrated to, you know, his own ways. Um, but having having Obi-Wan there, then yeah, he's going to he's gonna try and do the Jedi thing. Because he, he does not, as we said, he does not dark side out when Obi-Wan's around. Well, not always. Not always. <laughs> he tries not <laughs> there, to. There are, there are moments. I, I think uh, la- last episode you said that Emperor Palpatine is the Phantom Menace. Yes. I think Obi-Wan Kenobi is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, what? Okay, explain. So... Again, and it, it, we, we talked about this a lot more in the last episode because it was a lot more obvious. This episode, not so much. In this mm-hmm. episode, Anakin is pretty much following Obi-Wan's lead and right. doing what Obi-Wan says. And they walk into a trap, fall for the diversion. Their base gets blown up. Okay, they failed. Okay. Yeah, their base gets blown the fuck up. Their entire up. weapons depot. Uh, yeah. Slick just blew it the fuck up. Yeah, and destroyed everything. So they're, they're super screwed, you yeah. were saying. So... So, you know, this sets up the stage for, well, when I do it my way, mm. we get okay. results. When we do it your way, it fails, yeah. right? So that that's going to set up that dynamic now. Uh, but with, with uh, Obi-Wan, he never does anything that would be nurturing or supportive. Uh, and also, and I'm going to keep saying this every episode in Clone Wars, at least say, Anakin, you need to go get help. You need to go get counseling or something. He never does that. He just keeps Anakin in the field the whole fucking time. And I, I mean, Anakin's a Jedi Knight now. Obi-Wan doesn't get to say anything about where he gets deployed. <sighs> I don't think Obi-Wan's even on the council yet. Just a... Fu- okay, you mentioned how Cody has the antennae and all this kind of... Or Will, but he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's Obi-Wan's secretary. Obi-Wan right. could have been like, hey, uh, Cody... Do you think you can like call up Yoda and be like, hey, man, I think Anakin's fucked in the head. I think we need to get him counseling. But I think that is like that's part of the broader story. The Mm -hmm. the broader tragedy of all this is that Obi-Wan loves Anakin. They're they're brothers. You know, Uh, it is not a master Padawan relationship. They were always they were too close in age from the beginning uh, because Obi-Wan was very was a young uh, Jedi when they met and so like they're they're more like brothers than anything else so obi-wan is definitely blinded by his affection for anakin Mm. like there's a lot of shit that gets overlooked and that's because obi-wan is not a very good jedi in this respect he allows his attachment to anakin to to blind him to a lot of anakin's glaring red flag oh my god he's going to be evil someday if he's not already flags uh and flaws that he's it's just everywhere yeah that's accurate i think that's something that obi-wan realizes later and that's a part of obi-wan's tragedy Mm. because nobody i challenge you to find me somebody who gets a happy fucking ending in star wars um obi-wan certainly doesn't he endures badness after badness after badness and his failure to save his friend to save his brother from himself uh, is definitely a burden that Obi-Wan takes to his grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can blame Obi-Wan all you want. He just loves his friend too much to to see it. If he was a, a cool, calm, collected, totally detached Jedi like he's supposed to be, he might have seen this and done something about it. But he's not. That's his flaw. Yeah, just to be clear, I don't necessarily blame Obi-Wan. 
But I do, but I do think. Look, I, I think this was a, a situation that happened happened on Naboo uh, at the end of episode one. I think Palpatine mm-hmm. gets off the ship, sees Anakin there, says, "Oh, I hear you're being trained." Blah blah blah. That uh, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to his room and he's like, "Fuck, he's going to get trained as a Jedi. What the fuck do I do? How am I going <laughs> to how am I going to manipulate this kid?" And then right, right, right. And then some secretary comes in and is like, "Hey." Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be his teacher and Palpatine's thinking wait that sarcastic asshole perfect <laughs> perfect yes and he doesn't have to do a whole lot <laughs> yeah well I'm not saying that Obi-Wan was a good master but nobody in the Jedi Order is really very warm or encouraging I know. like the closest we get to it is like Ahsoka's relationship with Master Plo Koon later like that, yeah. he he's a, sort of a paternal figure to her. But that's, I mean, nobody, eh, everybody's kind of. It, it's because because the Jedi doctrine of of shunning attachment and only showing this sort of cold, impersonal compassion uh, is um, is terrible. <laughs> like I get that it's like this this ascetic monk thing that you have to do because you have access to phenomenal cosmic powers and strong emotion will lead you on the path of the dark side but like jesus christ guys can i get a hug yeah please could you hug your padawan because he's clearly going through some shit i mean come on (laughs) get him a cookie maybe just a cookie nobody can be sad or mad or hateful while they're eating a cookie you can be all of those, you can be a Sith before you eat a cookie, and you can be a Sith after you eat a cookie, <laughs> not but not during. while you're eating a cookie. <laughs> so give them cookies. Yeah. I'm hungry. Sorry, I went uh, straight to cookies. I, I, uh, we're, we're, by the way, we're filming this after Thanksgiving, and <laughs> after we're recording this, I am going to my fridge, which is currently busting at the seams with leftovers, because I cook- Oh, yeah. I cook for 12 because I don't know how to cook any other way for Thanksgiving. I cook for 12. Girl, me neither. We had our little quarantine Thanksgiving over here. There's only four of us eating. I can't tell you how many, like an entire 13 by nine dish full of mashed potatoes. That's what I made. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm like, for breakfast. Well, for breakfast, what am I, like, do I take a green bean casserole and. and... No, 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 no. You have dessert is now breakfast food. Right. So for for breakfast, I had uh, some blackberry galette. Um, it was delicious. For lunch, I'm gonna have some green bean casserole. It's also delicious. Like, yeah, that's how that's go. Anyway, fuck. That, none of this is Star Wars. Well, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna bring, bring it back to Star Wars. Okay, right, loop it back uh, around. Bring, bring it back to Star Wars right now, because uh, I did want to mention this for all of the people listening to this. Uh, my friend that came over last night for Thanksgiving brought this thing in a little Tupperware. Uh, container Mm -hmm. and it did it reminded me of that really creepy looking red sauce stuff that's in that it's it's in like one of the cantina shots uh i think from the first movie but it's like this like red porridgey looking gross stuff okay yeah and i'm i'm assuming it's something related to cranberry because it has that cranberry as color but it's like a bright pink pepto-bismol color is you know ew ew no hold on hold on and she's like, this is the most, uh, my friend says, this is the most amazing thing you put in your mouth. It is one fourth, one fourth, uh, one fourth cup cranberry juice or cranberry sauce, sorry. A, okay. a tablespoon of sour cream and a teaspoon okay. of horseradish. What? Uh-huh. Mix it all together. Was it the most amazing thing? Mix it all together and let it sit overnight. That's the most important thing you have to do because you want the tartness of the cranberry to kill the more painful after flavor elements of the horseradish. Okay. And Heather, my fucking God, it was the most delicious thing I put in my mouth. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. Serious. I'll give it a try. Like, like for turkey sandwiches, for like anything to do with anything to do with Thanksgiving food, like for app for leftovers, eat that shit. It's amazing. Awesome. But yeah, it does look like something from a star Wars show. So. Nice. Okay. It looks like a nightmare. Okay. Yeah. A space nightmare. Okay, but I'm going to try it because we're having Thanksgiving 2 Electric Boogaloo next week. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, I So I just got corrected by my partner. <laughs> oh, what? what, what? I, I'm supposed to mention that the cranberry relish recipe I just mentioned came from NPR. Oh, came from NPR. So I could Google that. Yeah, actually. Also, he likes to remind me that I say um and like a lot when I talk, you know? 
Okay, did you remind him to fuck off? <laughs> well, he he used to do an NPR internship type of thing, right? He's all cool with the with the voice stuff, and he knows how to do uh-huh. audio. Uh-huh. Like, he's a very uh-huh. smart person, right? Sure. So I had to remind him. I'm like, see, there I go again. Like, oh my god, I I grew up in Southern California, but here, um, here like, like, um, totally. like, but here, here I fucking love it. Go here. Here is my impression of a. NPR broadcast on a weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up today and I saw the sunrise. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen the sunrise since yesterday. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> That's it. I have a ch- I have a charming anecdote about that, but first, here's an hour of soothing bird song. Tweet tweet tweet. tweet. <laughs> it's just me singing like a bird. Tweet 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 tweet. No. We're not NPR. We talk about clones banging clones. <laughs> anyway. God, no. I mean, thank you for your feedback. I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> but he said that about me. He thinks you're amazing. Okay, but I say yeah. um and like exactly as many times as you do. Uh, uh, actually, no, you don't. What? <laughs> no, you don't. Surely. Uh-uh. Yeah, But no, I, I have that anxiety thing where I mirror the person that I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so, oh, like, oh, 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 <laughs> it's my fault. I see. It's, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, so, okay. yeah, I, I mean, I guess. I feel good now. Thank, thank you for your feedback. <laughs> Do you, if you if you want, we can cut that whole thing out of the show. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to keep it in. <laughs> okay. You're the one who has to live with the man after we do that. Oh, he he loves living with me. <laughs> he does not. Okay, 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 okay. Let's get let's get back to the hidden enemy, shall we? Yeah. Uh, real quick, um, I want to uh, shout out some of the other voice actors in okay. this because we haven't we haven't mentioned them yet. We talked about Nikki Futterman, who is uh, slaying the whole game as Asajj Ventress. Mm-hmm. Uh, D. Bradley Baker, who's a goddamn hero, is the voice of every single clone throughout the series. Um, but also James Arnold Taylor, who is the voice of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, a tactical droid. So that's fun. Um, he's just fucking great. And he, he is the voice of Obi-Wan throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's Matt Lanter, who's the voice of Anakin Skywalker. Uh, and that's a great voice. That is a very attractive voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done casting. Have you ever seen Matt Lanter's face? No. Girl, Google Matt Lanter. He is a cute white boy. In fact, somewhere floating around on the internet, I'll see if I can find it again, is a picture of Matt Lanter, voice of Anakin Skywalker, meeting Hayden Christensen, movie Anakin Skywalker. Holy crap. And that's just, that's just two handsome white boys in one picture. And it's, it's, it's not bad. I'm not mad at it. That, uh, that is a sandwich I want to get in. Right? Yeah. And then later, oh my God, we get to start talking once, once, spoiler alert. Nope. I'm not going to spoil it. I just, I mean, Sam Whitwer will be joining us, not joining us, us, joining the show later. Oh, I wish she would join But we'll talk. <laughs> right? Just like right here as I pat my lap. Just right right here, Sam Whitwer, if you could, please. But I take issue with Matt Lanter because um, what the fuck are you doing being cute? You're a voice actor. You're supposed to be the troll behind the microphone. But every time I encounter these voice actors, they're fucking adorable. Yeah, it's You're not fair. You're all cute as fuck. It's not okay. No. Nikki it's... Futterman is is lovely. James Arnold Taylor is precious. D. Bradley Baker, mwah, love you. I just, oh, why? No. <laughs> it's not okay for you to talk like that and also look like that. One or the other. Wow. Being greedy. Yeah, seriously. I'm looking at all these voice actors right now and it's uh, it's not fair. Yeah. Life isn't fair. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. God shall do pit favorites, doesn't he? Sure does. Lord. Okay. Um, so uh, we got some new characters this episode. Uh, we met all those clones. Rex, Cody, Slick, Jester, Punch, Sketch, Gus, and Chopper. I can rattle their names off because they're written down right in front of me, not because I'm that obsessed. Uh, Ventress is new-ish. We've seen her before in the animated, uh, in the Genti Tartakovsky, but this is the first time that she's like talking and engaging. And this is her introduction to the Clone Wars series. And she's kind of a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. But at the very, very end of the episode, this is where we get into the sort of the continuity 
of the whole thing. So last episode was our introduction to Christophsis from space. This episode, we're on the ground uh, fighting the Separatist forces on Christophsis. Um, but the first time I watched this episode through the series, it happened smack in the middle of season one. And it had nothing to do with anything around it, even though at the end of the episode, Obi-Wan's like, we've got about a thousand battle droids headed our way. Ho, ho, ho. The battle is continuing. <sighs> God, da, 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 da. I know he's infuriating. Isn't he the best? And um, and that was implied that, OK, next episode, fighty, fighty. But no, in the uh, original set of the of the first season, the next episode is that one where they go to the frozen planet. No, no. The next episode kicks off the Blue Shadow virus arc. Yeah. So continuity be fucked, right? I think because next week we're going to be watching the Clone Wars movie. I think it starts on Christophsis, but I don't know for sure. It's been a long time since I watched it. I actually, yeah, so I couldn't help it. I, I had to. You watch... fucking watched the movie already, didn't you? The first hour. Where do you get long. the time? Where do how do you have more hours in your day than I do? Because I don't fucking get it. I know you work and you work a lot. You have a job. Yeah. I don't. Is it because you don't have kids? It's because they don't have kids. Oh my god! Yeah, Single and it. childless. How fucking luxurious! It is. I love my children, but oh, <laughs> oh, just to have the time to just just watch things. Ugh. Yeah, I'll do I'll I, I do a lot of data entry analysis type stuff, so I'll put I'll put something on in the background in my office because mm. I have a TV in here, and that's generally how I, I watch a lot of things. So it's interesting because the end of of the episode, Asajj Ventress is mentioning I have to do a thing for my master, and you see right. that squid ship, right? Yes. So that is the in in the I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but in the opening part of the Clone Wars movie, mm-hmm. the person that kidnaps uh, Zero or Zero the Hut, uh, yeah, the, or Jabba. and then the ba- the Hut baby, the yeah, the ba- I've just been so long since I've watched it. Yeah, the know, ship man. that Go. grabs the ship that grabs them is that ship. Oh, okay. So the continuity does work directly into the movie. Because at the end of this episode, we are introduced to, briefly, he's just like sitting in a droid, Ventress talks to General General Losum. Yeah. uh, And leaves him in command of the Separatist forces on the ground. And I would like to to point out, this character's name is General Horm, 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 Loathsome. (laughs) His name is Worm Loathsome. You just throw in some Harvard spin on the pronunciation. Horm. Horm Losam. His name is Worm Loathsome because Star Wars names are stupid. <laughs> this is just going to be a running thing. Star Wars names are stupid. They uh, are. Fight okay. me. They're, they're, I would say that they're hit or miss. Horm Losam. Horm. Anyway. Um. <laughs> So did you have any Anakin flag, uh, Anakin and Skywalker red flags in this episode? You know, I was thinking about that. There aren't any I can think of. The only thing I could think, there, it was like a, a flutter, a hint of a much bigger red flag to come. At the end, when uh, Rex and Cody are presenting Slick to the Jedi, they're like, this is the guy. This is the fucking guy right here. Uh, and Anakin's like, you couldn't be a greater disappointment. How could you do this to your brothers? <laughs> Only a Jedi would ask that. It's the Jedi who keep my brothers enslaved. Uh, and Slick's like, fuck you guys. You, we're, you're, we're your slaves and stuff. You see, Anakin, that word hit him. Because guess who used to be a slave? Oh, I know. Guess and who's got some baggage about that whole concept? Motherfucker, you don't know what it being a slave is like. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like... That made that gave him pause. That gave there was a moment, just like a flicker, because the animators are really that fucking good with this show, where his eyes kind of went to the side, where you can tell he there's a part of his brain, the dark side part, if you will, that's going to start processing this concept, and it will evolve throughout the series. And that's that's a thing that Vader inherits from Anakin as well, because mm-hmm. Anakin loves telling people, "You've disappointed me. You did this wrong." Oh yeah. When uh-huh. Vader kills somebody for fucking up, he will also take the time to tell them that you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's that. Yeah. 
Yeah. He does like to rub people's noses and stuff. Yeah. You have failed me for the last time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that bitch. I think he learned it from Obi-Wan, honestly. There it is, the Phantom Menace. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So uh, one more thing, one last. Do you, do you have anything else on this episode? I have one last thing. I love, oh, there is another moment I really loved a lot that yeah. just made me tickle my fancy. That part at the end of the Asajj Ventress battle where she's mm-hmm. laying down in Indian position. She's like, okay, I give up. Uh-huh. And she just ignites her lightsabers in the ground and fucking causes she's all, the whole floor to drop. I love it. Right, she's all, she's all sitting crisscross applesauce. And yeah. she's like, yeah, yeah, you guys can come get me. And they just walk up to her like I idiots. I know. Like total dumbasses. She, all she does is hit the switch, just knocks the whole floor out. Anyway, they're stupid. Men are dumb. <laughs> that was really dumb. I feel like Ahsoka wouldn't have fallen for that. Uh, not not Mandalorian Ahsoka. That's for fuck sure. <laughs> right? Good God. Um, so my last thing, and this is something I'm going to keep an eye out for, and I recommend you do it too, because it's a goddamn delight. The clones love pinups. <laughs> and you will see pinup posters in their barracks. You will see pinups painted on their gunships and shit like that in the barracks where Slick's uh, platoon is when they're being interrogated by Cody and Rex. On the wall, there is a pinup poster of a Naboo queen handmaiden. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's in the, the, the handmaiden robes from episode one. Does she? I have got I like need to, one I need to go back out. and see this because I haven't seen it. Is she like in a sexy pose or? Yes, she's like oh she's got that thing where she's got like one hand behind her and her and her tits are up and she's got like <laughs> one leg coquettishly out of her robe. She's fully dressed, but it is obviously handmaiden wear. And luckily, Anakin never sets foot in that room because I feel like he would have taken issue with that. I mean. <laughs> This opens up a whole new episode for us, I think. <laughs> because, like, what kind of what kind of fetishes exist in the Star Wars galaxy? You have Naboo handmaiden porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, they're they're pretty girls. They're all trained to kill uh-huh. because they're they're a little squadron of bodyguards that follow the Naboo queen around. Yeah, and they're all like fifteen, so that's gross. Maybe I mean, they just look. Maybe they just look young. Maybe we can age them up in our minds. Make it less gross. I mean, if you want, if you, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on anybody who likes body types of all shapes and sizes, but that also means that there is hut porn. Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on, I have to, I have to Google it real quick just to see. Oh no, 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 no. Hut pinup. That's what I'm gonna look for. Okay, that may be better ish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. You need to see what I see. I gotta, fi- I gotta find it. Hold on. Because <laughs> I googled it on my phone like a jackass. I will share <gasps> a picture with you. <gasps> Did you look? Did you see it? Do you see her? The pink thing with the... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. There's, there's another, oh God, I love fan art. I love it. Anyway, I will, these pictures, I will post them on our Instagram and I'm not sorry. So. I I found a, okay, I need to, this is a. Okay, apparently, holy shit, apparently that hut pinup is in Clone Wars. Somebody got a screenshot of it. It's up on a wall. Uh, No, this is, this is something we're going to have to start looking for consistently now is where is the pinup in every episode? Is there a pinup? Where is it? What is it? Now we have a pinup. That's counter. so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> have, that's... Okay, so we have Anakin flag, Anakin Skywalker red flag counter, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi asshole counter, um, mentions of the Chancellor, which did not happen in this episode. I'm counting for those, and now the pinup counter. And and Bail Organa, Bail Organa getting the and Bail Organa, Bail Organa is not a war hero counter. <laughs> <laughs> Stop defending him, Heather. <laughs> I will defend Jimmy Smith's cheekbones in whatever form they may be, be they flesh or pixel, till my dying breath. And you cannot stop me. 
Wow. Anyway, I think we're done. We're done with this. Well, you, didn't you have one more thing? Didn't you have That was thing? it. It was the pinup. The pinup. Oh, was the my gosh. Thing. Okay. We're going to end on the pinup. That's good. That's so fucking brilliant. Okay. Oh, my God. We're going to do that every time. I can't believe I found hot pinups. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> okay we should we should uh we should wrap up this episode <laughs> uh, yeah because i don't we think have... we can top that one for today <laughs> yeah okay so hey thank you everybody for listening super appreciate it love you love me love you um if you want to contact us you can reach us uh on facebook and instagram and the twitter at dark side divas um chris what have you got anything I don't have anything special, but if you haven't done so already, please watch The Mandalorian, because holy fuck. Oh my god, yeah. And then after you're done watching that, uh, while you're riding that high, if you could go over to whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a five-star rating and a review, um, Mm -hmm. because uh, that is the kind of thing that attracts more listeners to the show, and more listeners gives us more life-giving attention. And as we addressed last time, if we stop getting attention, we die. Yep. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, <laughs> all the major platforms. Please listen and tell your friends. Yeah. And this is this is super fun. Next time, we are going to be watching the Clone Wars movie. Does it have a name other than Clone Wars movie? I, I, did, I, I just uh, I found its official name to be Star Wars colon Clone Wars. <laughs> Okay, all right. That's it. Uh, So we'll be watching that movie. It will bring us the first introduction to uh, one Padawan Ahsoka Tano. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Um, Yep. And then we'll be talking about that. Chancellor Palpatine makes his appearance. Uh, Dooku makes it. Everybody is in this episode. So it's also an hour and a half long. So that helps. It's going to be a long discussion. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tune in next time and uh, and we'll do that. And um, I wonder how many pinups they've hidden in that movie. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to look for it. What I'm not looking forward to is uh, I recall being generally creeped out by the baby hut. Yep. Like he's a grub. Like a little, a little, a little grub. But maybe you'll see it differently now that Baby Yoda is such a popular icon in our pop culture. How dare you? I don't know. How dare you compare the two? No. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. No. Okay. No. No. Veto. Fat children you love too. Just saying. (laughs) He's not fat. Now you're going to make me defend the hut baby. He's not (laughs) fat. He's just a hut. That's just how they're shaped. I don't. How dare you? Yeah, this is a this is a preview of coming attractions, y'all. So get get ready for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>